Hey everybody, welcome to the Inside NBA Show. This is the crossover. This is Cock. Or as we like to call it, Matrix, fresh off the back of a massive NRL pod, mate. How you doing? Oh, I'm in my element. I am excited to talk about basketball. I do love my basketball. You so, do love uh, your basketball. It's is it what's your first love sports-wise? Like we talk about first loves, because I played baseball before I like played basketball. What was your first sporting love? Was probably cricket, to be honest. I played cricket for 17 years before retiring. Um, um, obviously, dad was a massive, yeah, retired at about 26. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, dad was a massive rugby league and um, and cricket fan. We were always a massive, um, dad was like the president of the cricket club and we'd go to every game and everything like that. So, yeah, big into cricket and then only got into basketball after I finished school, to be honest. And let's just call basketball your one true love. Let's call it your one true love. So we're going to talk about our one true love, basketball, the NBA Week 18. We're going to give you a weekly preview coming up right after this. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. I should mate, also I'm preface gonna grab, this. I'm going to grab hosting duties oh. for a second, mate, because uh, I okay. want to hear how Taylor Swift was last night. Oh, fucking amazing! It's almost I as good as my. Out. Oh, thank you. I've got, I got, I got three merch things. Like, I, I, I wanted a baseball cap so bad. I was bummed there was no ma- cap, man. Man, it was amazing, man. Like, 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 no cap. The probably one of the I want to say the best live show because when you watch the Roots live, like what they do, um. I collect set lists as well. So I get, um, I've got like Kanye West, the Kooks, Coldplay, Boys to Man, like some all time Beach Boys. I've got some all time like classic set lists. But I got a pick from last night because the wife and I went down to the edge of the stage at the end. And we sort of got like, and, and the guy, and the guy smiled and he's like, oh, I've got this. And he pulled out a pick and he gave us a pick for it. So funnily enough, one of the, uh, one of the bracelets for the bastard of the show is still going off. It just won't shut off. Yeah. Little bastard still yeah. flashing. But, mate, no, Errors Tour, believe the hype. And I know if you, anyone in Sydney, they gave away free tickets last night. The huh. stadium made an announcement at the last minute for any all Swifties like who were watching just outside. Like, if anyone would like to come to the show tonight, we have a limited number of free tickets available. And there was, like, chaos descended on the place. Just if Meta World Peace had started throwing people around in the malice in the palace. It was just, it was insane. But yeah, great night, mate. Great night. Thank you. Host away. You, why don't you just take hosting duties for the whole show, Maddie? Oh, I can. I can. Do what, where, where should we go first? Look, let's let's look at the week 17 schedule. Let's look at the week ahead. Oh, we, we got, you got to push the button. Do you want me to push the button for it? I'll push the button. I'll push the button. He's heating up. Jeez, I'm going to push the Take us, take us through uh, what's happening in the week that, coming forward. What do you, what do you want? Do you want games? You're going to tell me. You're the host. Do you want the games and the days they're going to be? Are we yeah. going to do the back to? You, you let us know what's happening each day. How many games are on? Oh, well, Matrix, funnily enough, you, because you're an amazing host, prepared this wonderful infograph for everyone to be able to see on YouTube and listen to our voices go over it. Uh, in green are the days that we can get some good streams on. Look, it's a pretty even balanced week, just like Thanos says. Perfectly balanced. Four games on Monday. Tuesday is the outlier. It's 11 games. And then we've got a pretty, look, it is a more balanced schedule. There's six on Wednesday, 
Thursdays, a Friday is nine. Tougher to obviously bring in streams on Thursday and Friday. Back to a nice plateaued five on Saturday and then kicks back up to eight on the Sunday. So there is a plenty of opportunity for action, Maddie. Yeah, there is. Um, I I find quite often when you have those eight and nine backed up, like if you're streaming in someone, you're probably not getting a run on all yeah. of them. Um, so, yeah, so we'll have a look at some of the teams like that. Oh, I suppose we'll have a look at the Sunday, Monday going forward, but some of the ones that you head into, you know, your Wednesday into your Thursday that might actually get a run, but it's probably more important as to who's playing on the Monday, who's playing on the Wednesday, and who's playing on the Saturday, really. Hundred percent. I've got to ask you because we let's like let's let's not fuck about. It's week eighteen now in fantasy. We, playoffs are starting really soon. I've got a couple of leagues up here. There's like two maybe rounds left for you to be able to make the finals and and your playoffs in fantasy. So you're really pushing for the playoffs. So here's a big question for you in week eighteen. When you see this Thursday and this Friday, you're eight or you're nine. And you can either hold the guys you've got and, and hold strong for the Saturday, especially if you're on a Friday, Saturday back to back. But does it start to become those calculations you start making on those Thursday and Fridays? Like you see dudes who are on the way for waiting, like, oh, I know they're hot. Shit, I should pick them up. Do I pick them up? What do you, what's your advice to managers out there thinking, do they either go for it or do they hold it right about now? I think it depends where you're sitting. Like if you're sitting nice and pretty um, in your top three or four, I don't do anything too drastic. I hold my guys um, – like I know Trey Young's a little banged up and and some of those guys, like you're definitely not even going to low drop like a Dante DiVincenzo or anyone at the moment no to do anything too drastic because, hey, these are the guys that I think can get me through playoffs. But if I'm fighting for those positions, I might have to drop some guys that I would probably play in the playoffs just to make it. And because you and I are in so many leagues, I've got some where, I'm fighting for a playoff position. So they're yeah. the they're the ones in the app that I open up first up every day. And some of the ones that I'm sitting pretty at second and third, um, I'm just going to let them be. I'm just going to set my lineups. I'm just going to cruise along. I know if I lose one or two games, it's not really going to matter uh, regardless yeah. of injury. Um, but yeah, look, that's how I play it. It's, those where, it's like the leagues where you go off wins, weekly wins that are the toughest ones to get. So this is where it's in now. Like you might be out, like dead set out of it, or you might be fighting like we're in one league. I had a look at it today. First is on like 10, eight and whatever. Like it's, it's so margin. And there's only like one tied game that separates second from sixth. Yeah. And so you've really got to put together like some major moves. And especially because it's a narrow playoffs. I think it's only four teams in a 12 team and make playoffs. Some are eight, some are six. So what are you really going to do? So really know your settings. Start checking your playoff brackets and looking what you want to do and stream in for that one and see where you can get the most uh, bang for your buck. You did mention, I don't know also where I said bang for your buck, but Siri just kicked in when I said that, by the way. And that's really creepy. I did not mention her whatsoever. But we do mention about the um, the back-to-backs here. Maddie. why don't you walk us through the back-to-backs? Uh, yeah, look, on Monday and Tuesday, we've got the Nets, the Pistons, the Heat, and the Knicks. Um, I actually really like the um, the Nets, Pistons, and the Heat when it comes to um, adding players at the moment. Uh, you've got your Bulls, your Cavs, your Mads, your Timberwolves, and your Pelicans Tuesday, Wednesday. On Wednesday, Thursday, you've just got your Nuggets and your Lakers. On um, Thursday, Friday, we've got Hornets, Warriors, Bucks, and Wizards. On Friday and Saturday, you've got the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers. 
Saturday, Sunday, you've got the Suns. And then moving into the next week, uh, you've got your Clippers, Timberwolves, and your Thunder. Actually really well balanced. I didn't uh, double up on any teams there, really. So there's no one super to target there. Uh, look, a nice little one as well, that Tuesday, Wednesday for the T-Wolves. We all know Tuesday is really packed, but there can be a bit of burner there. Guys like you, Maddie. I know that you're a massive Mike Connolly fan. You'd be able to pick up Connolly for that Tuesday, Wednesday, get some burn from him for all four games uh, through the course of the week, and then back on in the T-Wolves because they play that Sunday to finish up and start you again. So that's where you can strategically look around a little bit. You were a very sexy boy and said something. You love the Monday, Wednesday this week. Talk us through it. Um, Monday, Wednesday. Yeah, look, I just like that there's a lot less games on those weeks. Yeah. So that's sort of, yeah, I suppose where I'm going to gonna target when I have a look at my week ahead. Yeah, there's some teams on there that have that uh, Monday and the Wednesday. Uh, we've got the Pacers and the Grizzlies, the two of them. So we can look into guys like uh, Obi Toppin, uh, Andrew Nemhard, TJ McConnell, Ijax uh, for the Pacers. Uh, for the Grizz, Gigi Jackson, Zaya Williams, Luke Kennard, Santiago Dama, Jordan Goodwin, or Maddie. Tell us which is your favorite Grizzly this week because they're so banged up we could get some more contracts coming any day of the week. Um, look, I actually like Gigi Jackson. Um, I think yeah. he's going to keep getting a little bit of a run. Um, yeah. I think as we've shown with bringing these guys in on 10-day contracts and everything, we have been running them as soon as we get them. So I expect Jordan Goodwin to get a little bit of a run. Um, starting to become a little bit of a veteran in the league and a bit of a specialist yeah. that they just bring in at certain times, isn't he? Yeah, they really are. Were you surprised also to see they kind of gave Jacob Gilead the keys at times this year and said, like, go out there, run it. Were you surprised to see them drop him? No. Put him on waivers? I wasn't that impressed with what I yeah. saw. I saw him undersized. I saw him get his biggest runs when, like, Derek Rose and stuff wasn't, wasn't yeah. able to play. Um, I wonder if they're just sitting Derek Rose a little bit too and if we were going into a – into a playoff run or ramping up to the playoffs, Derek Rose would be getting a lot more minutes as well. Um, yeah. Look, I didn't think Jacob Gilead was that good. Um, quite yeah. often a passenger in the offense. Yeah, absolutely. Pedestrian, pedestrian part, pedestrian yeah. player at best. Uh, look, you're right that the Grizzlies and the Pacers, but they're not the only ones, Matty. Who else has got in store for the uh, Monday and Wednesday? Um, well, yeah, you've got Sacramento. So you've got your Malik Monks, your Kevin Huerta. Um Harry Barnes, we know, can go on a run, but he has dropped off a fair bit in the last little bit. I found myself dropping him in some leagues after picking him up through that honestly sensational run he went on a bit earlier on in the season. Um, Trey Lyles as well. Um, and then if we go up north into Toronto, um, Gary Trent Jr. is always a steal. Option, uh, Bruce Brown. Kelly Olynyk. yeah, I've kind of liked him since he's been there. And Grady Dick, as it sort of looks more like Toronto will be a fringe team. Uh, they could look to give Grady Dick a bit more of a run. Yeah, I think they have been, actually. And I've been kind of keeping my eye on him here and there. Like, he's starting to get some more minutes. He's starting to have more value when he was – he was an absolute fucking zero for most of the season, yeah. let's be honest. But you know what's almost like paying zero? You know what's basically lo low risk? Low risk is almost paying zero. And if you're a punter, you want to get onto Bonus Bank to lower your risk and maximize your money back in your bank. Bonus Bank, if you use promo code INSIGHT25, you get 25% off your first month subscription. They teach you all about how to make the most out of your same game. Multis, what sites are offering what deals? If you're a punter and if you haven't used it yet, you need to get onto Bonus Bank. Make sure you use promo code INSIGHT25. 
for it's less than it's less than two fucking fifty a week. Like, yeah. and you can make money off this hundreds. You you will because essentially what it does is it bets, uh, and I've watched their tutorials. It bets one betting company against another betting company. So one might have a promo or say that the Raptors are playing the Knicks and one betting agency has the Raptors at $2.20. The other one has the Knicks at $2.20. If you put $50 on both, um, you're a guaranteed win, obviously, because they have a different differential opinion is as to who's going to win. So you take advantage of that. They've got all the tools just to get there and just show you that, as long as these betting agencies are real betting agencies and they pay you your money back, you can't lose money. A hundred percent, especially if they're real betting agencies, not that bloke down the street who'll bet you 50 bucks. Yeah. You, you, you're never seeing that money back ever, uh, ever, ever again. Uh, Matty, big, as we said, as we do push towards the playoffs, we have to be a little bit conscious of uh, what we're doing, who we're picking up, who we're streaming. We've gone through the back, uh, the back-to-backs, but March is a bit of a wacky one. So there's some... Big teams to target for you next month because we are about to just wrap it up and jump into midway through this week. The final almost month of fantasy basketball. Like we've got about five weeks to go is the launch pad. Yep. Uh, who, is, who are we looking at with the most and the least games coming up uh, with March? Ooh, um, I don't know. Rattle it off. Sorry, you've sort of, sort of taken me a little bit. Um, look, when you have a look at the month, month of March – um, the Sixers, the Clippers, the Trailblazers, and the Cavs play the most games with 17. Um, the Magic, the Knicks, the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Pelicans play the least games with 14. So not a massive difference, yeah. but probably something to keep in the back of your mind that if you are going from player A to player B and those are playing more games, well, especially with your streamable options, if they yeah. become holds, um, yeah, you're going to want the ones that play the most amount of games, aren't you? Yeah, 100%. And like you said there, with the Clippers and the Trailblazers, uh, they've all got the most games and they actually have the most amount of back-to-backs. They've got four back-to-backs as well. So with having the most amount of games, they get back-to-backs. Like the Clippers, do they rest poor George or Kawhi Leonard? Those are the considerations we look at there. But there is some playoff implications uh, for the schedule. In week 20 uh, in fantasy, which in March, I think it's like three weeks off now, the Lakers and the Timberwolves, so all of you, Cat and Ant owners and Gobert owners and, of course, LeBron and AD owners, they play only two games that week. In week 21, the Hornets and the Mavs play only two games as well, which is right in the – that's right in the ducks nuts, Maddie. old playoff season, isn't it, week 21? So we've had a lot of leagues where the – I suppose the trade deadline has finished. But when I start to see things like this, um, I've got two of my six legs and it finishes up next week. Um, Maybe if you're sitting there with an AD, I'm not saying trade him for the sake of trading him, but I'm maybe saying trade him if you can get equal value or perceived equal value. Um, The same with the Carl Anthony Towns. I'm not saying trade him for the sake of trading them, but if you're looking for a deep playoff run, there's no point having all these really good players for week 21 if you're running AD and Cat and you get bounced in week 20. I'm just thinking it's something you should look at. And you should look at this way. Um, Kayla Fonte um, put this tweet out the other day and she actually asked for punters from Twitter uh, from Last Word on Sports to have a look at where their NBA trade deadline was in the league. And I know that I've done, I talked a little bit about it and, and Mally, we've just talked about like last minute trades you can to try and win your league and, and who to maybe target. 
the trade deadline hasn't passed for 71% of, of 126 votes. The trade deadline is still open in leagues. Really? 71%. The trade deadline has not passed yet. Uh, only yes to 29% of that. So what that tells you is that there's a lot of leagues. And if you haven't checked your settings or if you think, oh, it's too late because the NBH, like we kind of fall into this, oh, the trade deadline's done. Well, default used to be in some Yahoo leagues the end of February. Um, some used to be after the trade dead, uh, the all-star break. So just have a look on your waiver wires, like you said, Maddie, and maybe it's not too late to, to slot someone in that you're really keen on and it can help you win your league. And like if you're in, honestly, like if you're trading AD to somebody that is fringe, like trying to make playoffs, I, knowing that he plays less games in week 20, if I'm seventh and I'm trying to make it into the top six, I make that trade. You've suddenly got yourself the upper hand. You can ask for, you know, dollars to the cents, basically, when it comes to AD and get a really good haul. So. Oh, 100%. Like, he's had an incredible season. Let's be honest. He's had an incredible season, healthy for the most part, apart from the Lakers telling us that he's questionable every other fucking game in the world, (laughs) which is, like, just him and him and LeBron have had a questionable tag on every single game. Like yeah. we know they're going to play. Apart from player Anthony Davis this year, he's been an absolute horse. Like the man's been insane, and he gets that niggling. Like, but he's actually starting to put together a couple more healthy seasons now. But we all just these stigmas last. Like the stigmas last on these guys, and and he's been an absolute huge one. Uh, just talking about that as well. We mentioned the Grizzlies. Um, we're talking about. You mentioned the Brooklyn Nets. You loved for a stream earlier this week. Um, because of the Monday and Wednesday, that's sick, like you said, to start off with. But they actually have the best schedule uh, in all of week 18 as well. Uh, they only play they play the Grizzlies, but they also play the Atlanta Hawks twice. And we know that teams run up huge totals on Atlanta. So they get to play the 22nd team in defensive rating team twice. And then they get to play the 25th ranking defense in the Memphis Grizzlies. So they're good ones to hold on to. The toughest yep. schedule, though, uh, that's the Can Pistons. Can talk to you about someone before we go, before we go. move on? Yeah. Like Tell we're talking about, about the Brooklyn Nets, and I'm and I'm yep. worried that we that it won't come up again. But Cam Johnson, oh I've yep. considered him honestly in the last little bit borderline rosterable. Do you mm-hmm. think he is somebody that you should have on your teams? He's in seventy seven percent of his of competitions at the moment. It seems yep. to be dropping every. He seems to be ramping up a little bit. He's gone 18 minutes, 21 minutes, 22 minutes. They haven't been impressive, but we want him going forward. We do. And he's, you're right. He's gone down to 77% owned. He's gone down 2% in Yahoo leagues in the last day. It's because of the inconsistencies, the injuries. And like he's, he had this run where he came off injured. So this was a sample of his games. He was playing like absolute trash. He missed one. He was averaging 14 points a game. He hit 17 points, three threes. And then he comes back in his next game versus Cleveland, going back to the 11th of January. And Cleveland, he was horrible. One three, three points, two rebounds, one assist and one steal. Six points. And then he comes back with these mid these mid-teens numbers, 13, 3, 5, 10-4-5, 9-4-6, which is kind of gross. And then he hits, then he flirts with these four threes. 500 from the field, 19.52. And then he's crap again. But then he put this little chunk together, which was the most tantalizing part that you touched on. 17.6 and 3, 18.2, 1 and 2. He's gotten steal almost every game of his last seven. 
only one he's missed a steal on. So he's adding peripherals. His averages, though, the last three games have been in the trash, 220, 140, and 200. So he's a guy we want, but as he ramps up and becomes more confident, I don't know if it's the new coach. I don't know what it is, but yeah, man, if, if he continues to drop and he becomes available in your league, he's definitely a known. Mm. Yeah, I just I just wanted to highlight him a little bit. Like quite often yeah. we talk about Brooklyn and let you make your own mind up about Brooklyn and you know whether you're bringing in your your Dennis Schroders or having a punt on a on a Dorian Finney-Smith or I hadn't obviously take a sip I mentioned Dennis Schroeder for the first time this episode but um like whether oh, you're rolling uh Lonnie Walker you were Dennis Schroeder or, yeah Schroeder or your Finney Smiths or your Darren Sharps like yeah they're the lower end guys but Cam Johnson's available in leagues um yes. like he should maybe be not there. your 16-teamers 14 teamers went probably yeah, not but 12s, definitely in 12s. And in a 12-team league, which is like we're looking at 144 most of the time, yeah, we want to keep our eye on Cam, especially with them having a good schedule this week as well, Matty. Mm, yes, exactly. And that's the week to have a punt if you're ever going to have one. Um, even if you're in a 10-teamer, you get him on a three-game week and he sorts himself out. If you have to drop him, you have to drop him. You had to go. Yeah. It is what it is. But looks like Ben Simmons is a little bit more out. Maybe um, they'll rely on Cam Johnson a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. And Cam has been like, look, he's been the starter. He's ramping back up. He's going to come back into those starters minutes to finish off the season. He's one of their building blocks of the future. They've been pretty open in saying that. He just has had a really inconsistent and not a healthy season. And so, you know, with the injuries aside, he's, he's, he's coming back. I like him. I think he profiles really well. I've been disappointed with how he's just played out. But, I mean, can I just say hats off to Nick Claxton? I think Nick Claxton has been just a revelation this season. I love Clacko. So, yeah, he's been a big boy this year. Mikhail Bridges, though, a bit disappointing this year for you people in, in Brooklyn. Yeah, I sort of expected more, but I also expected Brooklyn to be a little bit better. Um, yep. I didn't draft him. Other people were higher on him than me. Um, but I was in the camp where I didn't expect him to be as good as where he was drafted, but I expect him to be better than this. He's like the yeah. 50th ranked player at the moment. So, Yeah. not yeah, And you want him to be better than this. And maybe he'll come good. He did this little run towards the end of last year after the trade deadline where he just went on an absolute tear. Maybe they do that when they're out of playoff contention or whether they push for it. Do you reckon they, do you reckon they push for it? They have that 10th spot in the East? Yeah, look, I think I always think you're in the hunt as long as you're playing playoffs, whether it's playing, yep. whether it's anything. Anything can happen. You could just be playing one of these teams and their best player goes down. Suddenly you find yourself moving up into these other rounds. I think Brooklyn aren't rebuilding, even though they've traded away their three best players in the last little bit. Um, I don't think they're rebuilding. Um, I think that they'll try and get further, which will mean, Better for Mikel Bridges. He's their best player. Oh, 100%. And there was a lot of talk about him being traded this year as well, which I just was a little bit bullshit because he's not going anywhere. If they're going to build around, if they if they send him out, it's coming for a haul. Like yeah. they're going to, they're going to, like he is the arch type three and D guy. Look, he's not obviously finishing. He hasn't played. No, he's not. He hasn't finished. He hasn't yet played to that potential that we saw him just tap into that. That a lot, like that field goal percentage, I think was so tasty at the end of last season. Everyone's like, "Oh God, I can get him." He was going early in some second rounds, 
And when you look at where you got him, if you took him in the second round and he's been the 50th best player, all you just see is like, oh, you bite the bullet when other guys like Donovan Mitchell may have still been on your board and he's been a first round player on the season. So this is where you got to have a crack for stability. I think you and I chase some upside. Like, yeah, Mikel Bridges is a safe option. In my he's first a, and second round, yeah. I'm not chasing somebody like that. I'm chasing somebody that could be the fifth best player and Donovan Mitchell could be in there's a world where Donovan Mitchell could be the fifth best player. There's never a world where Mikel Bridges is the fifth best player. I tried to make a rule this year. If I was seeing Donovan Mitchell anywhere after 20, I'm taking him. And I was hoping that he would be fringe end of first round, early second round value, just a few spots, but he would really bump up my points, my assists. And I thought he would be good at steals again. I didn't expect, I expected a slight regression but I knew he gave me one and a half to two a game. But he has been just an elite steely boy, steely boy this year in Cleveland. And he is, um, yeah, he is, mate, he's just blown me away. I think he's my favorite person I've drafted this year, apart from the, like the being out for two games, coming back after the all-star break in a tight one and him's got a fucking flu. <laughs> that'll, that'll, yeah. that'll, 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 that'll break your spirit. That'll break your spirits real quick. It'll, it'll ruin your day. It ruined two of you days, especially with his shoot around for both of the fucking games beforehand. You think he's going to play? He's, oh no, sorry, he's right. His nose is still ruddy. Um, look, I'll back to one of them. The worst schedule of the week was be the Pistons, but for the three game teams, the Magic and the Bucks have a solid one, mate. I reckon we uh, we riff around the league and uh, tell people who are walking around with some broken legs. Let's do it. Kick us off because big dogs have got to eat. Oof. Yeah. I- on Yekarakongu is out in Atlanta. Um, he's going to be looked at in a couple of weeks, and I've actually been forced to drop him in one of my legs. Um, Trey Young's just going to miss one game. Oh, we presume one game with a finger injury. They're not sort of delving too far into it, but I expect him to be back shortly after that. Um, smooth sailing in Boston and Brooklyn. In Charlotte, uh, Lamelo Ball's still out, while Davis Bertans is doubtful. Not super fantasy relevant, but that means big yeah. bumps for Trey Mann. Yeah, loving Trey Mann uh, in Charlotte. He's been an absolute revelation for them. Also, big bumps in Chicago have been guys like Caruso and Desumu. Uh, they're playing really well, especially with Patty Williams missing the rest of the season. Uh, he's got a stress fracture in his foot, so he's getting that looked into. While NBL legend Tory Craig will be reevaluated in the coming weeks uh, to see where he is with a sprained knee. Well, the boy... We just spoke about him. Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland is probable for Sunday's game against the Wiz. He's missed the last two due to an illness. And I just want him back in my lineup. Please, God, dear, thank you. <laughs> yes, 100%. Um, can I say that I've watched Tory Craig watch play a couple of uh, QBL games as well up here in Queensland. Oh, um, really? Yeah, played for the, um, I think, the Gold Coast Rollers. Um, yeah, no, I had box seats one day. I had honestly, he just looked like he wasn't even trying and he dropped about 40. So, uh, Fuck. that was great to watch up at the uh Gladstone Basketball Stadium. Um, <laughs> in speaking of some of our Aussies, uh, in Dallas, um, can we wait? Yeah, wait on, have you just have you just have you just adopted Tory Craig to get an Australian citizenship so he can play for the Olympic team? Yeah, hundred. Oh, actually, I don't even think he gets a run. Bryce Cotton can't even get a run at the moment, so he can't get any. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, look, um, Dante Exum's nearing a return and could suit up as early as this week. Um, 
so yeah, we'll look for an update closer to Tuesday's game. Uh, Jamal Murray and KCP are both questionable. Don't panic on them uh, with their leg and toe injuries. Injuries take us into Detroit because Isaiah Stewart is uh, out. He's a cockhead. Uh, Isaiah, no, that's not nice to say. He's a baller. He's a baller. He's a. He's. I don't know, man. I. It was an absolutely piss poor suspension handed down by the NBA. Three games for an altercation off the court. Like, piss poor. Piss poor effort by the NBA. That happens in Brisbane all the time, Kenneth. Yes, but this is not – Brisbane is not the same. Have you – but Aaron Baines played in the NBA and he was boxing – he was boxing the Cairns Taipans coach. So he got – I suppose he got five games for that. But This is what I'm saying. That's five games. That's five games that was on the court. This is like taking it it. too far. So, Isaiah player, Isaiah Stewart, the player that shows the most heart and also most blood in from fights in uh, the last couple of years of the NBA. Well, he got a piss ball suspension. And funnily enough, by the time that's resolved, he's missed two games and he only misses one more. So that's good for him. And uh, Marcus Sasser, who's still yet to play for the team, was ruled out Saturday with knee soreness. Look for an update on him. Uh, good, good news in good, good news for Sasso. Uh, good also news in Warriors land with CP3 being confirmed to return during their upcoming road trip. Now, the Warriors are on the road all this week for their four games. Uh, that kicks off Tuesday in Washington. So, look, he might make a return then. We don't know, but that will be uh, coming down the mountain when she comes via the waiver wires and news outlets. With Tara Eason in Houston, also still out uh, there. Not so good news for the Rockets fans. Uh, he's still out. No updates there, Matty. I don't think it really matters. They've, they've got like a thousand small forwards they could play. <laughs> a thousand um, small forwards. But in Indiana, um, Naismith uh, is going to sit on the bench Sunday against the Mavs with an ankle sprain. Um, Norman Powell sat out Friday's game with a sprayed ankle, and he did not play against the Grizzlies on Friday because of said sprayed ankle, and he's questionable again this week against the Kings. Uh, The Lakers, (laughs) you take us through the Lakers because I know you've got an opinion. Well, then you do the Clippers. How does it sound? I'll, I'll do the Lakers, you do the Clippers. How does that sound? No, the clip is good. So you go into the Lakers. All right. Look, the Lakers continue to treat us like absolute tools and put on AD and LeBron James as questionable for every single game. Uh, This also comes in because Cam Reddish is also questionable for this game. But he's actually questionable. (laughs) So so it doesn't make any sense for me. So it's just like mind fuckery at its finest. Uh, Christian Wood is out and reevaluated in a couple of weeks with that uh, near fusion. So Jackson Hayes, one of your boys, you know, one, of, like one of one of your, you like him, like a long athletic boy. He's going to be getting this extra burn the next couple of weeks. Ruby Hachimori continues to get minutes, but then underperformed the second that this is, this is the sickness that is Ruby Hachimura. He'll be, he'll be fucking glorious. Ruby, Ruby Hachimura, Mark my words, Matty. He will be the hottest boy in all of basketball. He will be like, and you will look. Oh, it's still on bloody. It's on loop. She could turn off the loop track. Um, he'll be he'll be hot, and you'll think to me, oh, what fucker? What fucker's got him? Who picked him up when he got twenty? When he when he picked up, you know, six threes. You know what I mean? Like twenty eight points, six rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, and you look on your waiver wire, and you'll be like, oh Jesus. He was dropped and he's on the I'll pick him up. Yeah. He's, he's playing back-to-back set. Even if he does half of this tomorrow, I'll be three threes, 15 points, a couple of fucking amazing. 
and and then he'll get four points, one rebound, and nothing. As, that is the. Can I tell you that, that I'm in like ten leagues and I've never owned Rui Hachimura? It's great. I it's I, I owned him once, and I feel that in my soul as was not the right <laughs> move, because this this is the trauma that I have from owning him. He just blew up. I thought, oh, you know what? Even if he does half, this is literally. I went through my internal monologue about Rui Hachimura. I'm like, even if he does like twelve points, you know, two threes, four rebounds and assist one steal on decent percentages because he can just shut up, sit in the corner, and pop threes. He'll be okay. He went zero from four or something <laughs> stupid like that. And I was like, great, thanks very much, Rui Hashimura. So tell us what's happening in the Clippers, the more successful current LA team. No, I went through the Clippers before that, actually. But So let's go into Oh, Memphis. you did, Pally. Oh, you did, Storm and Norman Power. You did, yeah, yeah, Memphis, yeah. your boys. Yeah, go yeah, for um, it. Gilead's been waived. Um, Goodwin's come in. Goodwin's a scorer. Um we actually play our 10-day contracts. Um, I know like a lot of people just do it for coverage. A lot of teams do it for coverage. Right now with like the whole team being out, Jordan Goodwin could be an option going forward. But I just want to see how it pans out for starters. Um, like, look, Desmond Bain can return in about three to five weeks. He's probably not coming back. Um, yep. Marcus Smart is going to be reevaluated in three weeks and then he's going to have a minor setback i'm sure um we are going to get a good pick this year it's great uh think of it as the year that the golden state warriors got james <laughs> wiseman um because the memphis grizzlies should be compared to the golden state warriors because we'll win a franchise and uh, a uh, championship in the next five years so you um will. and i and i uh, and the reason i didn't i tuned out while the clippers is i was actually surprised to see that chris paul is still sitting around on he's at 76 percent owned yep. i'm surprised to see yep. him that he's only only going up one percent i actually thought he'd be a lot more owned than that at this point in time so I, i'm probably a bit more in shock that if you can add chris paul into an ir spot this is probably the time to do that it is a like weird if, time in the year where a lot of teams and competitions probably go inactive um but if yeah. you're savvy and you're playing a cash lead pick up chris paul he could save your season. If you're sitting ninth, he could get you in the top eight. Oh, 100%. I, I have the Anthony Melton in a league still sitting in IR because I wanted to see where he got, where he came back from. I might just, just slide on in and just yeah. switch over my IR guys to Chris Paul because Do it. I'm not, I, I might need some more assists. That's what I might choose to do. Uh, look, looking down, other guys who have been injured, Terry Rogier, uh, he missed Friday with the Pels, mate. You, I know he, you were high on him going to Miami. I've, as well, I've got by the him, way. I wasn't actually. I've just got him in so many leagues. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I just drafted him. I saw him sitting in there at like 80 or 90 in every league, and I think, well, he's better value than that. And he was. He's been one of my favorite players to watch all year. But I think it's nearly coming into a point in the season where I might need to drop him. Um, I was actually curious to th- hear your opinion on Terry Rozier right now. Listed as week to week. Um, yep. We're in dire. Of course, it's. I'm second in one league and I've got him, so I'll probably hold on to him. You can hold but, him there. Yeah, but like if I'm sitting sixth and there's eight teams to make playoffs, oh, I probably need to move on from Terry Rozier, don't I? With the week to week thing, it's a scary thing. Because, I mean, they, they, he's coming closer, but they've listed him as week to week. If you don't have a clear timeline in your six, you can't just – you need that roster spot to be active. Hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like you need, and you need to hope and pray that you waiver wire priorities. Teams who are still playing and are like 12th, 11th, 10th, 9th, 8th. And, and you need to kind of hope that that's where their waiver priority is so you can drop him. And and I know some others have picked him up early on active roster spots. I know in my friends and family league, people have picked him up without him playing and they're in fourth. But then again, it's a really tight from fourth to eighth to make the playoffs in this one. So if he if they hold for a couple of weeks, they're going to have to drop him in a, in a hurry and he's going to fall. So, yeah, I think it is the time where you need to start making your moves and cuts on guys like Terry Rogier. You probably wait out this week. You see where he goes the next game or if there's anything more from Miami. You see how you've started and then he might be dead and buried to you, mate. Yeah, that's sort of the opinion that I had. Uh, but I thought it was a good topic to bring up just because there are plenty of Terry Rozier owners out there. And, yeah, what do you do at this point in the season? And it honestly, the answer is if you're making a push and you're just outside playoffs, you need to cut ties and hope that he's still there a couple of days out from when he's coming back. But right now, if you're only in first, second, or third, can you hold on to him? Well, this is, ties in, I think, nicely to our Milwaukee injury update on Chris Middleton. So he's not going to be in on Sunday. He's not. He's expected to be reevaluated. Uh, he is not expected to be available for either of Milwaukee's next two games. So we know he's out for the next couple. Doc doesn't want to fuck around here. The Bucks don't want to fuck around. People dropped him. They'll pick him back up. What are your thoughts on Middleton? Are you in the same spot where you might have to be dropping Chris Middleton because you, he might be back on a minutes restriction when he returns? Like, what's your thoughts there? Did your phone just go off? Can you read it that did. I did. I was just going to say that. Uh, you added D'Anthony Middleton and dro- – holy shit. <laughs> you just <laughs> dropped Chris that. Middleton. I saved that. Now, that's my opinion on Chris Middleton right now. Um, yeah. I think that they'll be Anthony Melton, well, I who think, I think they'll be really cautious right now with Chris Middleton. Um, yep. Look, about it. Beasley's been really good in that Chris Middleton role. He's been a better Chris Middleton. He's been yep. a guy that you pay twenty million dollars less than Chris Middleton, but is better than Chris Middleton this year. <laughs> they won't rush rush Chris Middleton back when it comes to yep. playoff basketball. Chris Middleton will be great. He will slot back into the team, and he will do what is expected. But I think they'll be extremely cautious with him. Yeah, they do. And they will be like that. And that's what big teams do with their players. Like there's sprained ankle news as well. Like guys like uh, over in Minnesota, for example, Rudy Gobert. There's just sprained ankles left, right, and center in the NBA right now. Rudy Gobert over in Minnesota, uh, CJ uh, McCollum in New Orleans. They're not going to play Sunday due to sprained ankles. Uh, and the Pels as well, they've got injury concerns with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson also both questionable. Jose Alvarado and Najee Marshall are also doubtful for those guys. Mate, it's just starting to get this, in, like the injury season where guys, even like Gobert, they don't want to rush him back out there. Minnesota's been having a, a solid season. They're not going to want to risk that. And so... Is this yeah. been their best season ever? Honestly, yeah. like they're forty seventeen. Uh, like, I have never like I've followed basketball. I know I said that I followed cricket a lot when I was younger, <laughs> but I have followed basketball for a long time, and that was more when in Australia the only way that you could get the NBA scores was to read the Sunday paper. So, yeah, yeah it's become a lot more accessible in these years, and mm. I've never seen a Minnesota team that has been as good as this, and no. I hope that a team like Minnesota 
can win the championship and really shake things up. When I was when I was growing up, I lived in a town called Ashmore on the Gold Coast, and there used to be a BMX shop, like a, a bike shop, like a BMX and mountain bike shop. And right beside it, they started when the basketball started coming in and back in the 90s, they opened up and they had some hats there. There was like some cool hats. And one of them was a, like a satin starter hat, a black satin starter hat from the Timberwolves. And this is, it's, it was sex. It was pure sex. And you've got to think about this was the 90s, but just before like Kevin Garnett was in the league and they were just a team, but it was just sexy. It was just a nice sexy hat. And we all go down there and we'd hang out and there were all these, there were heaps of other hats. Like there were Hornets hats and everyone wanted the Hornets hat. Everyone wanted the Bulls hat and the Hornets hat went, the Bulls hat, the Magic hat went, you know, all the decent teams. And there was one of the satin ones up that was the Wolves and it had sat there for ages and no one touched it because it was the Wolves. Anyway, one of the guys in my group stole it. He put it down his pants and he put this, he put it down. It was not Nathan Hand. But I love Nathan Hand, but it wasn't handy. The, the bikes put it down his jeans, put it down his pants. We didn't know. Anyway, so we're just in the store hanging out. And then all of a sudden, the guy goes, Oi, get back here. Are you, are you fucking taking the hat? And my, 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 my mate, we're like 11, 12 years old. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, Run. So we've all run out. And we're like, What is he talking about? What is he talking about? And all I remember is him pulling up this bloody black satin hat. And I thought to myself, Who are the fucking Timberwolves? <laughs> yeah. And you would never hear that today. Like it's a in complete Australia, change of this. Yeah. yeah, in Australia, like the Timberwolves. What? Do they play ice hockey? Kevin Garnett made them, but that was it. Kevin Garnett made them. That was like, oh, Christian Leitner would probably be with their first great player I started remembering from that era. Like it was just he, he was a player. He he was a player, but he, he was, was an institution. He was a good player. He was a solid player. He was a, I like I like college Leitner. I like college Leitner more. Hey, look, uh, talking about talk, talking about great players, OG Ananobi and o, uh, Julius Randle, they are great players for New York, mate. They're still out, aren't they? And I wonder if it's a little bit they're being super cautious. The the Knicks are in a great place. They're planning a, a run. Um, but yeah. as an OG owner, I'm starting to get a little frustrated. You can't drop yeah. him, though. No, you can't drop him. They're, they're those are kind of guys that... People will see on your waiver wire and people will regret it and then message the commissioner to reverse it within seconds. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of that's the kind of play. I know, because I'm that. the commissioner in those leagues. <laughs> exactly. And people will be like, what the fuck have I done here? Uh, all green lights in OKC. Uh, the magic, uh, but for the magic, Markel Fultz is doubtful Sunday thanks to his knee maintenance. In Philadelphia, Rocco uh, is out for another three weeks, as long as we know Joe L. Embiid. And Phoenix, Brad Bill's hammy. He's tight. It's a tight hammy. And he's going to miss Sunday's game versus the Lakers, your favorite team. Look, yeah, look, he's missed a few. Um, yeah. I just wish Phoenix could get some consistency out there. Um, no. They were my pick for sort of the championship, and they're sitting eighth right now. Honestly, yeah. if you told me at the start of the year that the Kings would be seventh, the Suns would be eighth, the Lakers would be ninth, and the Warriors would be tenth, I would Crazy. have called you a liar. You would have called me a liar. And you would have also, if you had known that they were going to do that right now, you would actually be doing very well with your punting pool. Because if you've taken the unders or not. Timberwolves wouldn't have been up there. The Thunder wouldn't have been up there. Thunder are mine. I'm going to win money on the Thunder this year. I expected them to have a great run. But this is is fantastic. But they've really, like, again, I just, if they got a center, if they got one more big body, 
in addition to Gordon Haywood on this team, I th- I would legitimately consider them a championship threat. I, I would. I would. Had a healthy Stephen Adams. <sighs> I do wonder I'm just what. Leave I, that there. Oh, I do now wonder what that would be like. And it would be really nice and pretty for them. Uh, over at Portland, Scooting McScooterson uh, will sit Sunday's game with an adductor strain and Brogdon is still out with his elbow tendonitis. And no new go- no no news is good news for Sacramento, San Antonio, Toronto, and Utah. And finish us off with the injury report over in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., Maddie. Oh, Dad's actually in Washington at the moment, but Denny oh. Abdiya has hey, been... Yeah, Denny Avdia has been sensational, but he's questionable for Sunday's games. We hope that he plays. Um, Jordan Pearl's moved to the bench in Washington, I believe. Yes, he has, and uh, deservedly so. Uh, no greater of a disappointment for many owners this year, I think, than Jordan Poole. He has been an absolute savage wasteland. But you know what's not a savage wasteland? You know what's absolutely thriving? Fucking unlimited. Our unlimited. Our Discord is going absolutely freaking bonkers. You like know, we've got the and 10 new members in the last couple of days, but like it's great. You get a direct line to us, um, yep. and you can mess just your direct trades. Uh, we can give you our opinion quite often. You get both of our opinion, um, you get Skitty's opinion, um, get that's a whole bunch from of the NBA front. Um, look, it's hard when if you play all the other fantasy sports in Australia as well, you get all that thrown in, but if you just want NBA. It's only $15, but it's $25 if you want every league, if you're from Australia and you want AFL, NRL, BBL, and NBL as well, um, which yeah. are all the teams eligible for the Insight Fantasy Sports World Cup. Which you want to get on and you want to get into that and support it. It's going to be absolutely massive. You can do that by checking out all the details in the description below. We are pretty much wrapping this one up. Matt, are you going to crack another one or just take a big sip from your standard squeeze? I'll just take it straight from the standard squeeze, one of our major sponsors. You should. There you go. I'll flash them up too. Why not? We're wrapping with some promos. Get into standard squeeze. Take a sip of that bad boy. 15% off if you use promo code INSIGHT15. This has been the Insight NBA crossover show. I'm Matty G. That is Matrix. Like and subscribe. All the things down below. We'll catch you soon. Cheerio. Oh, I like that one.